Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to Vineyard Community Church as we're going to kick off this weekend a brand new series we're calling Do You Want to Get Well? And uh, I'm really looking forward to talking about this, to spending some time on this with you. Uh, and we'll, we'll be digging in in that in just a moment. Um, it's also a Memorial Day weekend. And so in order to just take a moment uh, to really, you know, be aware of what that day is all about as we remember um, the people in our military who have actually laid down their lives for us that we might enjoy the freedoms that we have. Um, we have a little video that we're going to run. Uh, so go ahead and let's run that clip. Amen. As you go through your weekend, um, please take some time and just remember what, uh, how f f fortunate we are that so many have gone and uh, really followed the example of Jesus and uh, sacrificed their lives that we might have life and uh, the freedom that we have. So let's not forget what it's all about in the process. All right, so we, um, we're going to move, as I said, into a, a brand new series that I'm very excited about with you. Um, in this series is called, Do You Want to Get Well? Uh, it's a question that we've touched on from time to time. I brought it up. It's one of my favorite questions. Uh, I think it's one of the most wonderful questions that's ever been asked. Um, it, it causes me to think almost daily about situations in life. And it's a question that I've mulled over for years. And so I wanted to, uh, to put it together in a series sort of format and uh, spend that time with you in the weeks ahead about what an amazing question it is and about what it means. 
And so we're going to dig into that in just a moment with the scripture reading. But uh, before we do, um, I, I thought you might like this. Uh, a father and son went fishing one summer day. While they're out in the boat, the boy suddenly seemed to become very curious about the world around him. And he said to his uh, father, he said, hey, dad, how does this uh, boat float? And the, and the father looked at him and said, I, I don't really know, son. And a little later, the boy looked at his father and said, hey, dad, how do fish breathe underwater? And once again, the father looked at him and said, I, I'm not really sure. And a little while later, the boy said, hey, dad, um, why is the sky blue? And again, the father replied, I, I, I'm sorry, son. I don't, I don't really know the reason for that. And finally, finally, the boy says to his dad, he says, dad, do you mind me asking you all these questions? And the father says, well, of course not, son. If you, if you don't ask questions, you'll never learn anything. Yeah, okay. And uh, <laughs> yeah, the reaction of the crowd was just over the top. Yeah, really good. <laughs> uh, I just thought that that was good about questions. And, uh, and so now we're going to look at a question, the most amazing question, I think one of the most certainly that's ever been asked. The scripture reading today is John chapter 5, verses 1 through 15, which says this, sometime later... Jesus went up to Jerusalem for a feast of the Jews. Now there is in Jerusalem near the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Aramaic is called Bethesda, and which is surrounded by five colored colonnades. Here a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mat and walk. And at once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. That day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it is the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. He replied, the man who made me well said to me, pick up your mat and walk. So they asked him, who is this fellow who told you to pick it up and walk? The man who was healed had no idea who it was, for Jesus had slipped away in the crowd that was there. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See, you are well again. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. And blessed be the word of the Lord. Great, um, just a great uh, sort of connection that takes place here between Jesus and the man that's been there. And uh, um, again, such a powerful question. And um, I think it just applies in so many areas of life that we'll take our time and, and dig into it in the weeks ahead. Um, and, and the first point in your notes is, is this, is do you want to get well? I wanna just, uh, this whole series will be based on that question being directed straight at you. Do you want to get well? John 5, 5, and 6, again said, one who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned that he'd been in this condition for a long time, he asked him, do you want to get well? Now, let me tell you what's going on. In Bethesda, um, was, was, uh, there, was, there was this pool there that was known as a healing place. And a tradition had it that um, an angel would come down and touch its wings into the water and stir it up. And if you were the first one to hop into the water at that point, you would get healed. Some, um, some translations, Bible translations, include a verse there, verse 4, um, um, but they, uh, it's not in the 
most current translations, and, and I'll tell you why, um, the most current translations come from older texts. And so as they went back, and they found more and more reliable text. The older the text, generally the more reliable it is. That verse wasn't in there. It apparently had been added at some point in time. And it was a tradition that had been added, and it really doesn't fit well um, with the heart of God that, that um, it just isn't a good picture of, of the way that God operates. That, uh, you know, first one in. And so um, it, it was a tradition that, that took place. But that's a tradition, and that's why the man there, but the pool was known as a, as a sort of healing place that uh, was going on. And here's this guy who had been apparently in this condition um, for 38 years. And, and here's the thing, because I, I think sometimes people might think that the question is funny, but, but sometimes we get so used to the way that we're living, even if it's not good, that it starts to seem normal. And, and what happens then is that the bad way we're living and that we've become accustomed to becomes familiar. And we have this weird tendency to settle for familiar instead of what is good often in our lives. Now, the word that's translated there, invalid, could mean many things. Could mean sick and, and, and encompass a variety of sicknesses, diseased, uh, weaknesses or, or weak. Um, the, the idea though is, without having to really pinpoint it, is that there was something wrong with this man. Uh, it had been that way for a long time in his life. He was near a place known for its healing, but in 38 years he had never been healed. He had a lot of excuses, but his excuses allowed him to continue on in the sick way that he'd been living. Now, also in this encounter, I love the fact that Jesus sees him. It speaks so much to me about the heart of Jesus. Um, this guy had sort of become invisible to everyone else. Had, he was all alone, had no friends apparently. Uh, no one was there for him to help him. Um, he was just in this big crowd of, of uh, not well people. And yet Jesus sees him. I, I love, so you need to know how important it is because Jesus sees and, and, and um, he, he sees things that we often miss and yet he's very much, uh, when he was here, he was very much aware of where people were and, and how important people are. And so he sees this man in the midst of all these other people and all their conditions. We don't know what he did with them. It's not written down. But we know that he, he approached this particular man and uh, he goes and he talks to him and he extends to him the kingdom of God by asking him that question, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? The, the invitation for wholeness was extended to him by Jesus, the creator of the universe, and it was his response that, that really is going to make the difference. What a, what a great question. Do you want to get well? Are you, are you willing to do whatever it takes? Are you willing to walk away from the familiar? Are you willing to have faith? Are you willing to trust in God? Are you willing to do what he says, even if it's not what you want? Or maybe, you, you really, see this is where it comes. It's not that you, you, you really don't want to get well, you just like to feel better. Um, maybe you don't really want to change. What you would like is to have better results in your life than you're getting right now. 
And the question is, well, you know, uh, sure, Jesus, I kind of want to get well, but, but is there something, do you have something that would allow me to keep doing what I want but not have these crummy consequences that I'm experiencing? See, I think that's what we get to a lot of times. Is it, well, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, that, that whole well thing sounds good, but, but you know, I, do you have, is there something where I could do a lot of this stuff, I keep on doing it, you know, and, and yet not deal with the consequences that come from doing this stuff that I want to do? And, and that's the question, see? And, and the heart of the question Jesus asks again is, what do you, do you want to get well? Really? Do you want to get well? Do you want to deal with the issues in life that need to be dealt with? Do you want to, do you want to take a good hard look at the, the issues that we're just sort of coasting through? Are you, are you willing to maybe move past the familiar? Are you willing to, you know, trust in God in certain areas? Are you willing to make changes? Um, are you willing to do it his way instead of your way? That's the bigger question. But, but it's in the answer to that question that we can experience life the kind of life that we're supposed to experience. So um, what we need to do, uh, and, and this is point number two, as we think about that question, is we need to stop making excuses. We're really good at this part. We, we're very good at making excuses for why we can't do everything that we, we really should be doing in order to experience life. This, this guy's no different. John 5, 7, sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help me in the pool when the water's stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. I can't do it. I'm all alone. Someone else gets there first. It's, it's just not fair. It's too hard. What if it doesn't work? What, what if I can't do it? It's not my fault. It's your fault. It's the world's fault. It's the government's fault. It's my parents' fault. It's society's fault. I'm in pain. Nobody cares. I can't change. I've tried before. What difference does it make? I'll fail. We've got a list of excuses for not engaging at the level we need to engage. But, but it keeps us from experiencing the life that we're called to. Now, I love what happens next. So here's Jesus. He's seen the guy. He's over there talking to him. Again, Jesus created the universe. God, you know, there he is. He's talking to the guy. Do you want to get well? What, a, what an amazing invitation. Do you, do you want to get well? And now here, see, Jesus didn't help this guy to the pool. You ever, you ever look at that? He didn't even offer to carry him down to the edge of the pool. Jesus just tells him what he needs to do. Get up. Pick up your mat and walk. And as he does it, as the guy listens and does what Jesus says, Jesus makes him well. Jesus moves into it. See, if you, if you really want to get well, you, you need to listen to Jesus. You need to put your faith and your trust in him and do what he says. It's all about doing the next right thing. Always has been. Always will be. That's where life is found. We, we listen to Jesus. We, we do what he says. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes we don't like it. Sometimes it's not easy. Sometimes there's other things we'd rather do. Sometimes it seems like there's better offers out there. We want some of it, but we don't necessarily want all of it. Isn't there something in between? Not in really experienced life. 
It's all about doing the next right thing. We have to listen for Jesus and do what he says. Now, the third thing is the battleground where this takes place. John 5, 14. Later on, Jesus finds this guy at the temple and says to him, See, you're well again. You've been made well. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Stop sinning. I like that. I wish it was that simple. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Stop sinning. Okay. But that's the, that's the battleground, guys. That's, that's where all this, in this life, in this temporary life, as we prepare for the eternal, it all comes down to this battleground. It's played out in the choices that we make to do what Jesus says or to do what we want to do instead. One way leads to life, real life, abundant life. Now and forever life, a life of purpose and meaning and mission. The other way leads to a false life, an invalid life. A life that leaves you alone, afraid, ashamed, and constantly looking for something to fill the emptiness or to relieve the pain that we experience. So the question gets back to, do you want to get well? Now, the good news is Jesus wants to help. He extends the kingdom to us, every one of us, with that same question, do you want to get well? How we respond is what makes a difference. And that's what this series is going to be all about. I'm, we're going to take some weeks and we're going to talk about the attack that we're under, that, that the, the evil one wants to keep us from this life. Jesus is going to say, I've come that you might have life, but the enemy's come to steal it away from you. And, and the, we're going to see how, how often the enemy tries to give us something false and, and it's always easier, seemingly easier than the reality of what we need to do because oftentimes in life it's hard. It was easier for that guy by the pool to just hang out there by the pool and not get any better. He didn't like it, but he didn't really want to change until Jesus said, get up. And he got up. See, he, he, was, he finally responded. And he went from an, a life where, where he was invalid, in effect, to a life that began to make a difference. See, that's what, that's what the heart of God is for us. And it's, it's, a, you know, it's not a boom, here you go. It's a, it's, this is the battle. And it's a daily battle. We've talked about it. It's doing the next right thing. Is it, is it in, in life... Do I, do I just want to feel better? Or do I really want to get well? Do I want to be changed from the inside out? Do I want to allow the Holy Spirit access to, to bring in me this process of change, to yield to what he wants to do, even if it's hard? But if it's, if it's ultimately better, that's what I want. Or do I want to settle for what's familiar and stay in the mundane and stay in the, well, yeah, yeah. See, see, that's the struggle, that's the battle. And that's what we need to talk about in the weeks ahead. And that's what we're going to do. He wants to help us. He extends the kingdom of God to us. And we're going to look at that and how he does it in the weeks ahead. But that's enough for today. I just want you to get thinking about that. About that question, do you want to get well? And uh, begin to look at what it's going to take. Stop, you know, start thinking about your excuses. What are your excuses? 
And really, if you get a chance, write them down. What are some of the things that you, and, and it's just a very brutally honest thing to do. You don't beat yourself up, but just some, what are some excuses you make for not doing some of the things that you know you ought to do to get well in him? What are the excuses? And, and take a look at them and see what they're there for and, and why they're there. And, and then, you know, let's realize that it's a battle and yet Jesus is fully there to help us in the midst of this because he wants us to experience life, real life, abundant life, joyous life, uh, the best life that's possible here, this side of heaven, he wants us to experience now and forever life because that's his heart for us. So be thinking about those things this week and uh, we'll, be, we'll be digging hard in next week and we're going to pick it up from there. Uh, if you're watching on video or on television, thank you for spending this time with us. We know how important your time is, how valuable your time is. We appreciate you being with us. And, uh, and so, you know, check us out. If you have any prayer requests, go to our website and uh, keysvineyard.com and you can uh, go to the prayer page or the contact page and send us a prayer request. We'll be praying for you. Come and visit when you get a chance. Thank you for being a part of us today.